kind of stuff, you've got to just bring the hammer down and be like, you're not allowed to wound each other. What fresh hell. Laughing in the face of motherhood. With Margaret Abels and Amy Wilson. Sometimes I feel like when I intervene in my children's bickering that it just ends up being three people yelling because they don't even really want me to, no. to stop the bickering. A podcast that solves today's parenting dilemmas so you don't have to. But there's going to be some bickering. There's going to be some fighting. With siblings comes fighting. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the What Fresh Hell podcast. This is Margaret. And this is Amy. And this week we're talking about sibling rivalry, which sibling we're both rivalry. experts on just from personal experience. How many siblings do you have? I have I'm the oldest of six. Oldest? I'm, I'm the lower middle of four. Yeah, so a lot of siblings. A lot. You have more than I do. And and it took me back. I'll tell you about my own my own sibling rivalry was mostly with my younger brother who was only 16 months younger than me. And uh, a, a wonderful, mild-mannered man to this day. And he was a mild-mannered young man as well. So anyway, we used to fight over our Fisher-Price little people, right? We'd set up all of the Fisher-Price stuff, the, the school, the A-frame, the bus. We'd have it all set up. And we'd come to blows over something, or rather the not going like I thought it should. And uh, <laughs> You I, were trying to control the situation? Is that what you were uh, saying? Exactly. Perhaps I was Shocking. controlling the situation, and he resisted my attempt at control. And I would... Um, he would... He was bigger than me, right? By the time we were like six and four, I think he was already kind of, you know, gaining on me and, or bigger than me. So he could kind of pin me down, but I could pinch him, right? And I... Right. <laughs> I think he probably still has pinch marks on his arms. He could show you. But the other thing I would do is when, so we would fight, but when he would get the better of me physically, which would be pretty quickly because he was a big kid, I would then switch into the like, oh my gosh, I'm so hurt. I, I would use my acting, my nascent oh, acting skills. Oh. I'm like, I, I'm hurt. I think I need, you need to get me a drink of water. I, I would always say like to him. Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm so hurt. Can you just, can you just get off me and go get a drink of water? And he would, I remember him being like, I am not falling for it this time. You are not hurt. And I'm like, no, I really am. I think you need to get mom. And then as soon as you get off me, I'd be You'd like, be back ha, to the ha, <laughs> That's you kind of evil. fell for it. How's he doing in life now? Um, we'd have to ask him. He should, be a, he should be a guest. But that was how I would. No long-term scars from the manipulative sister. Yeah. You fell for it. My manipulation would be the card I would play every time. And it always worked because he was a sweet kid who didn't really want to hurt me. So that was how, that was my uh, weapon of choice. How did, how did you partake in sibling rivalry in your home? Well, we, so we were a threesome. We were born three in three years, June, September, September. So we were basically like Irish triplets. And then five years later, my sister was born. So in our very young days, it was just the three of us. And my I think it was mostly just the girls torturing my brother, if I remember correctly. My brother, we had also then, just to complicate things, my mom's sister had six daughters. And we were, my brother and three girls. So when we would all get together, it would be nine girls and my brother. It was like a I sister-wives situation. And it it was, was totally, and we, <laughs> I mean, I still think like, wow, he, that, was, that was a lot for him to be up against. Um, how'd he turn out? Should we have him be a guest? Yeah, what, possibly. What would he say? Talk back about those days. I just remember him. He would get 
so frustrated. Like he was, he's a very logical, reasonable, super smart kind of a guy. And I just think he, he would just be shaking his head in rage and anger. Like what is wrong with you people? <laughs> Yeah, good times. So uh, yeah, the oldest, so it's like top down, right? So I really only had issues with with my with my brother who was immediately younger than me. My brother who was younger than him. Now, like you know, so my my brother Jim, he had he had trouble going both ways, and but I could I could observe. That's how I was. So I, I had my younger sister who I tortured, and then the older ones kind of tortured me. Like I was definitely there's a there was definitely a lot of like kicking it down the street. <laughs> I'm used to have an expression and ends up with like, and the baby has to just kick the dog. But it was like everyone abuses the person oh, next yeah. down the line from them, basically. So, yeah, but my siblings, I mean, we grew up. I mean, we were quite the foursome. Like we just, I guess that's how siblings are. It's not that profound to say but we were always together. You know, there was so much going on in the house, like sharing rooms and fighting and then sharing clothes. Like it's shock. One thing about ha- coming from a family of four and I would assume even more so from a family of six, it really rubs the edges off. You know, <laughs> somebody said to me like marriage is like your sandpaper. Like you're in charge of like rubbing off each other's kooky edges, but siblings serve a very similar par- purpose. Yes. I, I say this all the time about my youngest is, I mean, I say this as her mom, but I, I say it, I think, fairly objectively. She, there is something about her. She is like a, whatever the equivalent of a Gerber baby is for a five-year-old. She has like blonde, white blonde ringlets, big, wide, set-apart blue eyes. And she gets a tremendous amount of attention outside of the house for being pretty and cute. Like people always stop her in stores and they're like, you're so pretty, you're so cute. I think she just... She kind of checks all the boxes for what people want in a five-year-old, you know, toe-headed little girl. <laughs> and I'm so all the glad more for reason. her. I'm so glad for her that she has two brothers who do not care at all what she looks like. And do not find her adorable in the least. Because adorable is just not a great life skill. No. So they're and gonna, her brothers they're gonna, yeah. are just not interested. They're going to sandpaper that self-esteem right, right back down to a manageable level. Yeah, and, and she's going to just have to come up with some life skills that aren't bat my eyes, smile, and look adorable. So let me give you a... Because that doesn't work. Can I give house. you a statistic on sibling rivalry? Please, get, you, get know, your, you know I love it when get you your get reaction. I got this from the New York Times. Um According to some studies, nearly half of all children have been punched, kicked, or bitten by a sibling. How is that only half? Exactly. How we who <laughs> raise your hands, listening audience, if you've never been what is it? But bit? Nearly oh, nearly half. Like not even half, that's according ridiculous. to some studies, have what, been how was that question framed? Because that's absurd. Well my the, kids punch, bite, and kick each other on a Daily basis. Seriously. I, when, when my two little boys were little back in, well, this is like, you know, 10 years ago, right? I read a study that came out. It was in Parenting Magazine and it said, you know, siblings getting physical, be careful because it can cause anxiety oh, and shush, depression. Parenting Magazine. But, but they said, don't worry about it. If, as long as the siblings getting physically violent with each other doesn't happen more than five times a year, it's not really something to worry about. <laughs> 
How about five times a day? How about five so times listen, an hour? Right. Like I understand. I do know people and have friends who were terrorized by another sibling in their home and it wasn't put in check. And that is not okay. Not okay. So like an older brother who was just like a bully at home, just terrorized them, made their lives miserable, physically, psychologically, just basically was abusive. And that is not okay. Right. But if it's an older brother kind of physically pummeling you or an older sister either pummeling you or just mentally torturing you. I do think that those can be damaging and well, we shouldn't minimize that. Right. But then the I'm qu- not minimizing that, but at the same but time, right. A kid who punches bites or kicks the other one five times a year. Like what house is that? <laughs> right. So our job today is to figure out how to uh, dial it back to a reasonable level, right? Your kid shouldn't be a bully at school and your kid shouldn't be a bully at home. But I don't think pinching each other over the Fisher-Price little people is really something that can be avoided. No, for sure. And my middle child has, I think they've done it to each other now that I think about it. I think both of my boys on more than one occasion, although it's, it's less than five times a year for sure, it's rare. Both of them have bitten the other one hard enough to draw blood at certain <gasps> points. I mean, it's probably happened three times total, maybe four. But the other guy deserved it. Well, possibly, <laughs> very possibly. But we have b- strongly reacted to those moments. Right. Yeah. I mean, that kind of stuff, you've got to just bring the hammer down and be like, you're not allowed to wound each other. You're playing something and annoying me. I push you. I- I mean, we reinforce the rule often that you don't put your hands on other people, but we don't expect it not to happen. That's the difference. Right. So I, I was at a, um, uh, a talk by Dr. Ron Taffel. Have you heard of him? He's a parenting expert and he's great. I'll put him up on the I'm show sorry, page. I'm sorry, Dr. Ron, but I have not. But I'm, Ron, but Dr. I'm sure Ron he's Taffel, he's, he's very good. And I was really in this, and I guess like the perspective I have to give on this is it does get better. My 14 and 12-year-old, oh, they're, they're rivalrous towards each other, but they're not punching, kicking, and slapping each other. But this was like they were five and three, and, it just, and I just read this article saying it can only happen five times a year, and it was happening five times an afternoon. And, and so I raised my hand at this talk and I asked him, I asked him about the sibling rivalry and what did he think and how do you put limits on it? And he you know, just gave me the most reassuring response, which he's like, they, they need to do this. He said, think about lion cubs and the way lion cubs behave in the wild or puppies or whatever. He's like, they need to do this and you can spend 100% of your energy preventing them from doing it and they'll just get around it and do it. You need to watch out for their safety, but, but in fact, you shouldn't prevent some of this tussling from happening because it's it's part of their developmentally appropriate growth i think that's true and i i find that always when i had two little boys and we would go on play dates or whatever when they were quite little there was a lot of intervention about like don't touch him get off don't and i thought i'm kind of glad that at home my boys just wail on each other they are (laughs) like puppies you know they wrestle and they get hurt but It's not like I'm letting a big kid pound a little kid who's afraid. I'm letting two kids kind of be very physical with each other in a way that seems acceptable to me. Maybe the angle is it has to be a fair fight. Has to be a fair fight. And I think that 
I think that anger plays a big role. I think that that's where I really put a stop to it. So my kids love a game called Fight. And the, the fight, wait a minute. the game is called fight. Yeah, they, it's a self-invented game by Sounds the two great. brothers. Sounds great. Okay, tell us all about and they it. They play fight, and we have long since determined that fight is a game that is only allowed to happen outside. Um, but they run at each other, and then they fight each other. I mean, they roll around and they punch each other, and they 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 fight. It's not like they're punching each other in the face, but they're definitely fighting. Is either one being coerced into playing fight? No, no, no. They're they're like super excited to play fight. (laughs) And I would say 42% of the time, the game fight ends in someone being injured and crying. (laughs) But I let them play fight. I mean, not, it's no one's breaking an arm. It just ends with someone like, oh, you got too rough. But even that, like, I don't get involved in, fight, in the game fight at all. If someone gets hurt, I'm like, that's what happens when you play fight. And they have to work it out together. And it's like, okay, if you hurt each other, the other one won't want to play fight. You love to play fight. They, they just work it out. Sometimes I feel like when I intervene in my children's bickering, that it just ends up being three people yelling because they don't even really want me to, no. to stop the bickering. They want to have it out over who had more blueberries, right? And they are going to finish that until the I don't until it's fifteen minutes past bedtime. You had more blueberries. No, you did. No, you always do. And and I can say, hey, 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 does it really matter? And and they're just like, get out of my way, mom. I, I have another point to make. That is something. I learned from my ever-present on the podcast sister-in-law. She should take over. She was a very good parent. Almost all arguments between siblings should not involve you. It's like when they, my kids are playing, um, it's that Xbox game where you like run around. You know, it's like um, you play track and field, but you really have to run. I don't know what it's called, but it's some game on the Xbox that's like, oh, I don't know what I'm saying. But you know what I mean? You have to actually like run and then you run on the screen. Okay. I sound like I'm 109. (laughs) Um, And the rule of any kind of video gaming in our house is if there's fighting, we will come turn it off. But that's the only intervention. If there's enough fighting that someone's crying or anyone's that upset, we will come turn it off. Up until that point, figure it out. Like, so if there's a problem and you know you're about to make somebody cry over it, that means mom or dad is going to come turn that thing off. And that's the point at which I intervene. I like it. And I agree. <clears throat> so Dr. Sears, you know, the, fam- the very famous Dr. Sears. Yes. He he, says, I have heard of that dude. You've heard of him. He says about this, it's going to be a little cutesy for you, but, but he says, ignore smallies, address biggies. <laughs> yeah, that's too cute for me, but okay. So we're going to call it ignore small, address big, right? But he's, Yeah, that he's, sounds better for me. He said state the, if it's something small, like fighting over a toy, you state the consequences and what you expect. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out to the garage right now, and when I come back, you guys are going to have worked out a system for who's going to get the toy first and who's going to get the toy right. second. Right. Because if you can't, then I'm going to take it away. Um, and, then, and then, you know, he, what he says, but it's a biggie, I, I suppose, crying about a video game is a biggie or somebody actually being sort of victimized or it's an unfair fight, then you do get involved. Um, but the question is how, how to get involved, when to get involved, what's the best way to get involved. That's, 
because like I said, it just ends up with with three people yelling and and uh, <laughs> they just turn they just turn their need for conflict on me in the middle, and then I have then I have them yelling at me. And, and absolutely, and it's like so many things in parenting. You have so little control. You have so little control over so many things. And something you just said, like, do you get involved as a parent? And I think it is so tempting, and I fight it in myself. But I think for a lot of it, I ha- my, my oldest son is very, very easily and constantly irritated by his little sister. He... She just drives him crazy. Okay, we we, we share, I share that at my house. So let, let's talk about that. Um, pretty much, she's just she's human nails on a chalkboard to him. A lot of days, <laughs> like it doesn't matter what she does. She's so cute all the time. Yeah, she is really cute. And this is the thing, like, and it borders to me on him being mean to her like oh don't let her sit near me and I I don't want to sit near her at dinner and I I find that very difficult to watch and I find it mean you know and I want them to get along and be close but I was talking to somebody about this and saying oh this is such a dilemma like I wish he liked his sister more and um, this person who happened to be a doctor was telling me, he's like, wait, but little sisters are annoying. Like you, you watch television, you watch anything like little sisters are annoying to big brothers and that's okay. Like you're not going to fix the fact that little sisters are annoying to big brothers. And so you just have to reinforce for big brother that that might be hurtful to little sister. Right. And point out where that's hurtful but not try to start the argument. I'm going to stop you from being annoyed by your little sister. That's where you're totally off track. She's not annoying. She's adorable. She's so nice. Why don't you like her? Like, doesn't matter. As my mom, who's done family therapy for a long time, says, your feelings, you can feel whatever way you want. You just can't behave any way you want. That's, that's the bot- bottom line. And so it is fine for my son to feel that his little sister is the most annoying human being on the earth and he can't stand her. Fine for him to feel that way. But he's not allowed to vocalize, don't sit near me. Because then I will say, that's a hurtful thing to say and we don't say that in my kitchen. You know, and if it, you can't speak politely, you have to leave. We're, we're dealing with that exact same thing in, in my house. And it's my kids are older now. So like I said, I've watched you watch these sort of affiliations and dynamics shift, which can happen when you have more than two children that that now the two boys get along pretty well. But the middle son and and my daughter, yes, he's so just endlessly annoyed by her and she would do anything. Oh, it's hard to watch. Get him to just enjoy her company. And and, and even that he's like, why do you agree with everything I say? What right. do you make, what do you laugh like I like everything I say is funny oh. but because she desperately wants you to just you know not hate her and and uh yeah like there 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 is a line there and I think it's but you're right you can't intervene by saying stop being so mean to her you ha- I don't know you have to make it in his best interests or see it see it as an empathetic thing I think you just have to make it incredibly behavior based that you can you you will not control and I will say my, I had a sister who was five years younger than me growing up. 
And she was a total usurper to my young self. Like I was the cute little one. Then we had a baby. I hated her. I, my mother, this is a true story. I will get my mother to call into the show and verify it. My mother got called in by my kindergarten teacher because I had drawn, drawn a picture in kindergarten. My mom had just had the baby. And it was like a triptych, like a three panel cartoon. <laughs> okay. And my, my kindergarten teacher wanted to show it to my mom because it depicted a, um, a mom with a big belly pregnant. Then the next picture was a mom holding the baby. She'd given birth. And then the third picture was a gravestone with baby written on it. <laughs> At which point my kindergarten teacher said to me, oh, how lovely you've drawn the circle of life. The mom has the baby, then the baby's alive, and then long, long, long time later, the baby dies. To which I replied, some babies die soon. <laughs> and my kindergarten teacher was giving my mother the advice not to leave me alone with the baby. And that basically defined our relationship for the first 10 years of my sister's life. And I was exactly the person who you're describing as your son. And I have memories. And I mean, everything she did drove me crazy. And she followed me around like agreeing with everything I said. And I was so mean to her. And I, I have memories of feeling really bad, but like, nope, got to keep up the show. Like, got to, can't break down and admit I like her. And it drove my mom crazy, but it didn't change. And now I will say happy ending. My sister and I are total besties. We talk on the phone every day. We watch each other's kids. We're always together. She's totally like my BFF. You just took but, her kids while she went on vacation. Right? Yeah, that's birthday. the kids you I had while she kids. was on vacation. Yeah. She might just be using me. It's possible. But- I mean, it was bad. It was bad for years, really years. And my mom, I know, again, it, it's hurtful to watch your adorable little five-year-old tottering after a 10-year-old who's like, leave me alone. You're dumb and annoying. Like, oh, it's a horrible thing to watch. But I do think it's a mistake to think as the parent, you can fix the dynamic. Right. You can demand the behavior, but you can't fix the dynamic. But it, I guess it's helpful to think like it not it, they won't turn up to be uh, they won't always grow up to be Blanche and baby Jane. They can't. No, hashtag it gets better. I mean, we still could have our Blanche and baby Jane phase down the line. <laughs> and I'm kind of looking forward to it in a weird way. But no, I mean, yeah, it, it totally it, it did get better for us. Um, all right. Well, so that I think we've we've covered a lot about siblings. I think that's a good place to break. I feel there's more to be said about this like triangular dynamic that both you and I have and like well, who's on whose team. I want to figure out now that we've set up that, okay, most of the time it's fine. Once in a while you do need to intervene. Let's figure right. out what how are to intervene times? usefully. Good. All right. Lots to talk about when we get back. We're going to bring you this little bit and we will be right back after the break. Okay. So we thought since we spent a ton of time in this episode talking about how we treated our siblings, that it might be fun to get a rebuttal from those siblings and hear from them directly. So here are our siblings, Anne and Jim. I'm Anne, and I'm Margaret's little sister, and I am the baby of Some Babies Die Soon. So I'm happy to report that despite my demise being immortalized in Meg's childhood drawings, I am still alive. I managed to grow up uh, 
lightly scarred, but otherwise uninjured. And I think I'm less annoying to my sister than I was then. But I was really annoying to her for a really long time. I basically followed her around from the moment that I could walk until the day she left for college. And I was basically your stereotypical pain in the neck little sister, followed her and my other sister everywhere, stole their clothes, copied everything they did, listened on the phone extension when they were talking to boys, and basically anything I could do. But to be honest, when you're five years apart, there's basically no time that that age gap is not pretty heinous. You know, when Meg was nine, I was four. When she was 13, I was eight, 16, 11. You know, you get the picture. But I'm happy to report that once Meg went off to college, things got a lot better between us, and we're really close now. We have been for probably 25 years or so. So uh, there is hope for all the little siblings out there. You will get less annoying over time, hopefully. And my sister is actually babysitting my two kids this weekend. So I'm going to go out of town without them, and I'm getting my payback now, folks. Hi, this is Amy's brother, Jim. We used to fight a lot as little kids. She was uh, between 15 and 16 months older than I was. And I think most of our fights were over pretty mundane stuff. Um, but most of those probably started because I was trying to have an original thought of my own uh, and didn't uh, follow my type A older sister. Uh, when I fell in line, you know what, we got along fairly, really pretty well. Uh, but we fought over little things, toys, you know, we used to enjoy playing Fisher Price, uh, little people, and uh, would set them up and spend hours. And uh, eventually, I guess I would uh, probably wear on her patience and she would wear on my patience and we'd end up fighting. And uh, she was also a epic pincher. Um, I, I still have some marks on my arm, although um, admittedly I have trouble finding them now, but it makes a much better story that I can still find them. Um, and they were there for a long time. She's definitely a great pincher. Uh, so I learned from her um, to, to never think on my own and to avoid people who pinch. Uh, but fortunately we outgrew that stuff and when we stopped playing Fisher-Price toys together, went our separate ways that uh, we found our own paths and uh, and now uh, get along just famously. Oh, Bombas makes the most comfortable socks in the history of feet. I am actually happy when I open my sock drawer and I see those Bombas peeking out. Amy, they spark joy. I'm glad to hear that. And you wouldn't think that socks could spark joy, but I know that you're right because I feel the same way. I mean, who would have thought it, Amy? Who would have thunk it? They're like a little bit of happiness in my morning when I have bombas to put on because they they just get all the little details right. The cotton is snugly in a way that I can't fully express. There's no toe seam. <laughs> and there's a part across the middle that's like knit a little differently so it sort of hugs the arch of your foot. It makes me happy and I don't care what people say. I love Bombas. I want you to work on expressing about the toe seam, Amy. That's an assignment for <laughs> okay. you. These socks do more than keep your feet cozy though, Amy. For every pair you purchase, Bombas donates a pair to someone in need. We're talking 34 million pairs of socks and counting through their nationwide network of three thousand giving partners. Give a pair when you buy a pair and get 20% off your first purchase at bombas.com slash laughing. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash laughing for 20% off your first purchase. Bombas.com slash laughing.
Beachbody On Demand is back as a sponsor this week. If you're like me, you discovered online fitness as a way to keep your sanity during these last couple of months. And with Beachbody On Demand, you get instant access to 1,300 different workouts you can stream anytime. I first learned about Beachbody, and you may have too, from P90X, which is an insanely effective workout, I will say. Fun and highly intense. But Beachbody also has yoga, bar, dance. There's a kids and family collection to get everybody moving. It's a huge, huge range of classes. And some of the classes get you results fast. By the time it would have taken you to drive to the gym, you did the 10-minute trainer, you're done. You can use Beachbody on your computer, tablet, phone, smart TV, anywhere you are. Listeners of the What Fresh Health podcast can try Beachbody for free. You can get a special free Beachbody trial membership when you text laughing to 30 30 30. You will get free full access to the entire Beachbody on demand platform. All the workouts, all the support, all the content, totally free by texting laughing to 30 30 30. Check it out. Okay, we're back. We are talking about sibling rivalry. And talking a little bit, I I I wrote a piece a long time ago in which I referred to having a third child as being the valve sibling. The idea that like, if there's just two of you, everything is like a back and forth between the two of you. And one of the reasons I like having a third is like the other one is driving you crazy and you can talk to the third about how annoying the first is. Like you have that triangulation takes some pressure off the back and forth dynamic. I have found that any combination of two of my three children is suddenly amazing. Do you know what yeah. I mean? That, that- yeah. My oldest and youngest, fine. My oldest and middle, fine. When, when, when one of the children is not around, they can usually get along very well. Most of the squabbling seems to happen when all three are together. Yeah, it's like we're kind of saying backwards things. But So I'm talking about long-term. Like okay, long-term. If there's just two siblings, like those two siblings have issues, and they're just a back at, like a ping-pong back and forth. But then when you have a third sibling, it gives a little valve to like let off the pressure of that two dynamic because you can always just pick, to hang with your third sibling, it doesn't always have to be a back and forth. Or you can use your third sibling to complain with you, the first sibling, about the second sibling. So have three kids is your... Is I your would say t- have three kids. That is my advice. Blanche and baby Jane, I don't think they had another sibling. Right. They didn't have the Valve sibling. Like if they had had a brother who they could be like, isn't Blanche really annoying? I think it would have taken some pressure off. I think that rap might not have been Blanche. necessary. Um, but I also see your point, which is that yes... When the two get together, when two of them are together, it changes the dynamic just enough outside of the threesome that it's easier. So I have a, I have a, um, another, a bit of advice here, which is I, when I realized that my boys, when they were in this fighting thing, I, I had this, I saw a picture of a dog and a rooster just fighting, right? Like playing, playing fight in the yard, but a picture of a dog and a rooster. And I thought, oh my gosh, like my, my kids are a dog and a rooster. And if I had a dog and a rooster... I wouldn't have the expectation that I could leave them in the playroom while I go in the kitchen to make dinner. That wouldn't be an expectation I would have. So why would I have that expectation since they have clearly shown me that they can't stand each other? And this is where I am, and this is what I'm going to do. And and so when I was in that, once I stopped having the expectation, why are you getting along? Why, Why do you fight all the time? and just accepted that they did fight all the time, then I was able to more successfully just separate and redirect and just say to myself, like, maybe one day this will stop. And then it did. 
Yeah, I think that's right. And I think the long game is definitely, my siblings and I are all super close. And I love having that. And I want that for my kids. And sometimes I am tempted to feel like I can make that happen for my kids. But that just happens over a lifetime of like being together and seeing that family is important and having it modeled to you that like we treat family with respect and we're good to each other. And something that came up when I was reading articles about sibling rivalry, sort of the classic moment, which you were talking about before when the new baby comes. I mean, that, that is, that is the moment when the, the new baby comes home that, that this like Cain and Abel toddler is, is in your house. And we all, we all went through it. We're all, (laughs) my dad has a story that like his friend was talking and saying like, Oh, you know, the other kids having a really hard time with the new baby. And the pediatrician was like, well, Imagine how your wife would take it if you just brought home a new wife and you were like, honey, she's going to live with us. You're going to love her. Don't worry. You'll grow to love her. Like, it's like, no, you wouldn't. Right. The, if, if you want to take the Bible literally, the literal first person ever born killed the second person ever born because he was right. jealous of him. Yeah. It's a long history. Brothers. Yeah. But, but it all started with biting, I'm sure. And, and that's particular. Okay. So it's particularly hard for the toddler when the new baby comes home and the toddler wants their mom and wants everything to be the same. That's always going to be the case. And I think what complicates it even further is what when you breastfeed, as so many of us do these days, that you are holding the baby, especially when you first get home from the hospital, you're nursing like six hours a day, right? And then this two-year-old is sort of like, what, 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 what just happened? If you, um, if you can't hand the baby over to somebody else to do that, then you've got that baby on your lap all the time, and that's really hard for the toddler. So the, that same moment keeps coming up what do I do when I'm nursing and then my two-year-old takes that moment to throw right. a temper tantrum, to throw things, and that's a sort of, you can imagine why that would be a, a difficult yeah, and, moment. Yeah, and although for sure I would push back enough to say, I mean, breastfeeding, many of us do it now, but like historically everybody does it. You know, it's something that like the good thing about siblings, it's like you have to flip the script a little bit because yes, that's all hard, but... This is this is what real life is like. And we have a temptation what it is. thinkers about parenting and people who read about parenting and people who give this a tremendous amount of thought, which is has many positives, to think too much like, oh, well, how do I make sure I nurture the spirit of my toddler while I'm breastfeeding my next one? It's like, oh, who cares? For thousands of years, yeah. moms have breastfed eight kids while the other kids beat each other. Like it. Yes, there are things we can do to improve it, but like those are the kind of points where I would say like thousand year rule, like when people say what what do I abs what are the essentials I need for a new baby? I'm like thousand year rule. Like did people used to have like the mama cloud that like you put them in and it bounces them around? Relax. You need like a swaddle, a boob or a bottle. You know, you need there are some things that you look back where you say this has always occurred and people have always been fine. And Certainly there are improvements to be made, but I think this so much of what's good about siblings is that they take us out of this narrative of I am going to completely control this child's environment and make sure that there are no rough edges because a sibling is like a human rough edge. But that's good. Yes, but I'm, I'm talking about making making the breastfeeding easier for the in that moment for the mom. I'm not worried about sanding off the rough oh. edges for poor Declan, Declan, who doesn't know what poor happened Declan. to him. Right. The, the mom. The mom 
you know, so that, yes, you're right. Like, I, and, and I was that person, like, well, what will become of Declan? How could I be doing this to him, giving him a right, sibling? Right, you know, right. will he, will he, I, I definitely had those feelings. But in that moment, I think it's okay to be like, so mom, have like a special basket of books next to you that the two-year-old only gets to see or the toy he only gets to play with or the show she only gets to watch while you're nursing. Make nursing the baby into extra special fun time for that two-year-old. And I'm not saying you have to like give double attention to both of them at the same time, but just figure out something that that older kid only gets to do while you're paying attention to the baby. And then you'll... Yeah, then, then you always make me sound like the mean person on this podcast because I'm like, that's not important. I don't care. Don't give him bucks. Well, Let I think it's just like... Plan- the planning isn't always like it isn't always about making the kids' life easier. Sometimes it's about making the mom's life easier. Sibling rivalry is yeah. a pain in the rear for the caregiver. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess my point is take yes, you should take out of it. Oh, this is this is wounding them. That I need to fix this by having this not happen. That's impossible. That's an impossible standard. But if it's driving you nuts, there's a few things you can do. And one is separate them. One is have special things that only come out at certain times. Well, no, and I think for sure, and I think. Yes, I think it comes back to this idea of behavior, that you can't make people feel differently. You can't make your kids feel differently about each other. But you can expect very specific behavior from them. So, like, my daughter does not like to play fight and is afraid of the game fight and would not like to be fought and doesn't want to fight back. And so if one of the brothers tackles my daughter and starts screaming, we're playing fight and she's crying. I break that up. That's not okay. That's not acceptable behavior. Your sister said, no, she doesn't want to play fight. You have to respect that. That's what's happening. <laughs> and it's just at a certain point and, and, and just reinforcing constantly, even, even when I let things go maybe farther than other people might, my input, I try to keep my input. Like, what do you hear him saying? He says, you're hurting him. Get off, you know? versus like listen to each other try to start figuring out how to play in a way that makes sense to the two of you i feel like the the physical thing it's like it's it's hard it's hard to sort of say here's the line it's sort of you know it when you see it right when they when it crosses over from they're having they're having fun to they're kind of having fun to they need to work this out to well yeah and i think there's a certainly clear line that someone gets hurt someone's upset crying like it's very clear in the game of fight when I'm, I'm like so frightened that people are so appalled. But anyway, when that game <laughs> turns into a game that is, that's not fun anymore. And I feel like my kids recognize that through playing it. They stop playing fight when someone's crying and they'll come get me. Oh, Harry got her. Were you playing fight? Yes. Yeah, so mm, shocker. Um, right. Another thing. And, and this is where it's interesting having boys and girls. My, daughter and even both both my daughter and my son they like to needle my oldest son is extremely sensitive and they love to annoy him and that's something that I I have trouble finding the line on like in the car they'll just be like just making annoying noises with their mouths (laughs) and they know that it drives my oldest son crazy and he has a bunch of you know, he has some sensitivities uh, more so than some kids. And so his, his buttons, buttons are, are easier quite to find. easy to find. Well put. And so they just, but then sometimes he also is just in a super cranky mood. 
And so then my daughter starts humming Frozen songs. And I mean, she might as well just like unleash like pinching crabs into his face. Like it's horrible that she's singing Frozen (laughs) in the car. He's in a bad mood. She starts singing Frozen. He starts screaming at her. You know, that's a tough one because like, will you, will you just stop singing? No, Frozen? it's but not. Yeah, hand, it's you not. You have to teach that she kid. She should be allowed to like, sing so Frozen. She can, right. I think. So I think right. the correct response in that situation is if you don't like it, block it out, but stop screaming. Screaming's not allowed in the car. Turning around and going home if mm-hmm. you can't stop screaming. But mm-hmm. then right away, the singing of Frozen gets a little more high pitched and a little more targeted. Like suddenly now she's doing it clearly to annoy him. And that's when it's like, it, it, it's difficult to, to manage it all. Cause that is yes, like, right. oh, the in- don't the annoy him on purpose just to be obnoxious. But annoying him not on purpose isn't like my, yeah, my, my youngest, she isn't allowed to sing in the car either, but it's because my middle guy has an in- incredibly good sense of pitch. And so he, she might just be singing along to a song and it, and it, it's a little flat or a little sharp and that's nails on a chalkboard to him. And it's sort of like, but she's not doing that to upset you. She's just singing along to the radio. So the rule is she's not allowed to sing along though? No. Oh, no. he He's says, bothered. I thought you I'm, meant I'm, your I'm rule was she's not allowed like, to stop, sing. Stop okay. singing. And she's just singing. And he's like, you're not, you're singing out of tune. Like stop singing. And, and, and like, but she doesn't mean to sing. So you did just, not then craft a rule. Life. You're not allowed to sing anymore because it annoys him. Oh, okay. Because you, no. you started by saying my my daughter's not allowed to sing in the car anymore. But you mean the brother well, he, no, doesn't sorry. allow it. He thinks it's not that it's a rule. His rule is she's not allowed to sing in the car. Yeah, that's that's his rule. He tries very hard to enforce yeah, it. Yeah, I think that's um, a tricky times, area. Like, what's a sensitivity and what's... You're doing something to that's annoy an someone. And, so, I mean, we literally yeah, I have... I she was doing it to annoy him. I we have a system stop. now in our car where every kid picks the next song. Because now with the Siri or whatever, the kid can just say, like, play Uptown Funk. Play, you know, let it go. So each oh kid picks. Oh, God, that sounds oh, that would horrible. But, I mean, what am I going to do? It's better than. <laughs> and then we've added a better second part where you get to pick the song and you get to declare whether or not people are allowed to sing along to it. Yeah, it's wow. a multi-part system to manage peace in the car. <laughs> This is because we don't remember that great episode where I was bragging that we don't have a TV in the car. This is what my life has devolved into. I should have just gotten oh, a TV. Oh God! Yeah, the the the, the this, what station or who can sing in the car is sort of um, a, a major battlefield. I mean, living many, with other humans is extremely annoying. That's the thing. I don't like it myself, even though I love these humans. I I, I do find I'm about to go away for eight days by myself. But I'm just really ready for a break from being around humans all the time. It's just, mm-hmm. it's, it is very annoying to have to listen to other people's voices, watch other, my, my, one of my, my oldest makes a lot of noise when he eats and it is, that's the nails on the chalkboard for his brother. But again, it's good. Like it is disgusting to make a lot of noise when you eat. So someone should tell you like, right. That would be, be a quiet. Life that's skill. disgusting. Right. And his brother has taken up that mantle quite heartily. And, uh, and, and I do think they, they, they're helping each other sound, sand the edges off, but it's not easy. Okay, so then I think that there's a related point here, too. It's like sometimes you have to consider as the parent, because I, I, I find the bickering so annoying, right? But, but again, <laughs> if I'm going to tell my son, well, she's not doing that to annoy you, so you just have to learn to be more tolerant of it. If my kids are doing their unavoidable sibling squabbling, 
and it's driving me up a wall, but they're not doing it to annoy me. They're doing it to be, you know, developmentally appropriate and grow towards <laughs> loving adults Then maybe I need to choose to not care that they're, get off me. No, you had all the blueberries. What, what if I let it bother me less so that I don't feel for sure? I mean, that's I for sure that's, part of it. That's another technique or just saying i mean we talk it's the same it's a lot of the same rules we talk about a lot of different realms like that there's no fighting while you're playing games so if you want to play games you'll have to do it without fighting there's no you know there are times where we, we we're off to like legoland for the day and the kids start fighting in the car and i will pull over like old school 70s mom and turn around and say you can fight or we can go and that, that those are your choices. Mm -hmm. But there's going to be some bickering. There's going to be some fighting. With siblings comes fighting. So you have to let some of it go. And then I think when you intervene, you just got to make sure that you're not, you're not, not playing favorites or not going to be perceived as playing favorites. For which is sure. Realize, and that's really hard. It's kind of like Little League rules. Sometimes take his side, sometimes take her side. I try to do that because otherwise I'm always... If I'm not careful, I will always intervene on behalf of whoever's younger. Well, and I definitely remember that from my dynamic with my sister. I was the bully. I was the terrible, mean, ugly sibling. But it felt to me that my mom always took my sister's side. So that's complicated, too. You know, like I was totally in the wrong, but it also hurt my feelings that she always got stuck up for because I was being monstrous to her. But I think that's hard for kids to understand, you know? Right. You have, you have to defend, you have to defend the kid who's the younger, weaker kid. You have to defend them without reinforcing what's causing this behavior to happen in the first place. Right. And play the long game. Like you're, I'm not going to convince my eight year old that his five year old sister is not annoying. It's not going to happen. I can stop him behaving cruelly towards her being, get letting them get physical with each other. Um, but I don't make like when they choose, I'll let them choose. They have two bedrooms, the three between the three of them. And sometimes they'll break up for um, little overnight slumber. They'll switch up the boys share a room. And then my Peggy's in her own room. I let them sort out and my Mac will never choose to stay over with Peggy. And, and I don't force him to, I'm not like, no, you have to, cause that's your sister. You have to be nice. But I occasionally say to Peggy, like, Oh, he's such a pain. He's so he's, he's not nice, but <laughs> what can we do? So you have to intervene. You have to intervene when somebody's actually crying and hopefully before somebody actually gets hurt, they like, like I'm hurt and really being hurt are very right. different things when when i told my brother he had to get off me because i was really hurt i was liar i wasn't dirty i was liar. just ready to be done playing fight <laughs> and it worked it always worked um so you have to intervene before somebody's actually getting hurt and i think you have to intervene if you actually see the self like self-esteem sure. being eroded which i did see that in my youngest and i had to sort of talk to her brothers about think about well I, that, that's definitely true and that's um, something that i talk to my sons a lot about like Hey, you know, I think she feels left out. How do you think that would feel? You know, she's the only girl. You know, talking about the feelings and addressing the behavior, but not going the like classic Facebook meme, like here's your get along shirt and you're going to sit in it for two hours because that's going to make you oh. love each other. Yeah. Um, and then I sometimes reinforce yeah, no a little bit, which I love to see in my kids. Like when we go somewhere, we go away. It's like, my sons will say things like, we don't even have to bring friends because we have our each other. Like, and I just reinforce that stuff. And my, especially my boys together are very cute. My youngest just freakishly learned to ride a bike at four, you know, just like 
got sat on a bike and rode away. Like never, never had to give him a push. I mean, he just figured it out. My oldest had a terrible time learning to ride a bike. And also we don't live somewhere mm. where we get to bike a lot. And so there would be six months where we wouldn't try it. And just over the last break, we were down in Florida and he learned to ride a bike. And his brother and he were like, mom, can we go out and be bike bros? We're going to ride around together because we're bike bros. And I was like, oh, that's so cute. Like I love, and I, I always say in that, we talked about in the after school or the scheduled thing, like the idea that the best thing you can say to a kid in sports is I love watching you play. I do try to reinforce that. Like, man, I love watching you guys play so nicely together. I love watching you guys have such a good time together. Like reinforcing that that's, that's a, a really great, positive a great thing. One. So you're the whole like school hot thing now is like catch them being good. But yeah, like when I see them having nice interactions, I try to just give them a little boy for that. Positive. Yeah. But positive man, it's a long game. I'm telling you people like you can't make them like each other. Get out of that game. Okay, so take the long view. Don't expect to solve it. Um, positive reinforcement. Ignore smallies and no. in, in, address biggies. No, no. ignore That's small your things. Ignore the smallies. Um, and sometimes you separate them, and you and you wait six. Yeah, and, and just come happens. down hard on the behavior. Like you can feel however you want towards your sister, but you cannot punch her in the face for no reason. And find that subtle line. Put between that on Facebook. If someone is annoying you by just existing, that's your problem. If that person is annoying you because they are having a lot of fun being annoying, that's their problem. It's a fine line, that's man. A good that one. one's hard, especially with a girl and boys. Like that's a very that's an interesting dynamic. I'm gonna put that in my car, right on the yes. dashboard, or just like laminated cards <laughs> that can, I can hand out to each passenger. Right, just like a board. sign you can hold up. Remember this? We're on this rule. <laughs> then you give another one. No talking about the food at the dinner table. We're on this rule. Uh, yeah, I think that's sibling rivalry. And, and I, I do. I think I, we solved it. I, I, my brothers and sisters and I massacred each other as youth. I mean, we were terrible to each other. My brother would go a whole day calling it no Meg day where he would completely pretend I didn't exist for 24 hours. And he, he like nothing I could do would make him acknowledge my existence with psychological torture, physical beatings. I mean, it was a horror show. And yet, my siblings and I are like close as can be. We're like more BFFs. So there's, an, there's an end of the rainbow. I hope so. All right. So tell us about sibling rivalry in your house, how you're dealing with it, how you're not dealing with it, what you choose to let go and what you choose to intervene You can do that upon. by coming to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash whatfreshhellcast. Or you can tweet us on Twitter at hellfresh. Or you can go to our website, which is whatfreshellpodcast.com. Anything else? Oh, Instagram. We're on Instagram. We are so now we have, did you together. know we have an Instagram account now? Which is also what Fresh Hellcast. I'm trying to do some sort of consistency among our <laughs> many social media. So what Fresh Hellcast on Instagram. Maybe you can just send us. Oh, some that would be fun. That would fighting. be fun. I'll put my We'd siblings' like picture it. up and we that would be really fun, actually. Pics of siblings. All right, we'll do that. Um and uh yeah. That's siblings. And also, please, as always, if you are enjoying the podcast, please give us a review on iTunes. Uh, that's what really helps other people find the podcast and, and tell other folks about it on Facebook so we can keep growing. 
If you go to our website on the right on the right uh, sidebar, it says enjoying the podcast. Leave a review, and it takes you through a very exact step by step. Because that's Amy it. likes to walk you through it. She doesn't trust you people. I like exact by step by steps. I do. <laughs> All right, and with that, that's sibling rivalry, and we will see you guys next time. Thank you for listening. Bye.